We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com. It is game day. Lakers versus Grizzlies game five tonight. Going to be a big one. Joining us today, it's Michelle Beadle from FanDuel. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on and talking some uh, some playoff action with us. Thanks for having me. I um, I consider this growth for me coming on Lakers Nation. I'm scared, but also excited. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> well, we we are happy to have you. Before, before we get into... Lakers and we dive into the deep end here. Um, what have you enjoyed about the playoffs oh, so far? Man, uh, it's crazy. It's like, well, I'll, I'll say this. The Lakers Grizzly series has been entertaining. I thought Suns and uh, Clippers would have been much better as did everybody. But of course the injury bug killed that. And honestly, the Knicks, I think the Knicks story has been quite fun to watch. Um, you know, having lived there for quite some time, it's just Watching Seventh Avenue shut down on a Sunday night in the first round of the playoffs is just chef's kiss. Like you, you cannot beat that energy. So yeah, and, and you know Warriors Kings. It's it's been a good season for NBA. I thought the playoffs would be good, but uh, I've been very entertained so far. It certainly has been entertaining. It's been there have been some great series, like you said, and I've I've enjoyed it. The injuries Ugh. have been frustrating. I mean, Joel Embiid's dealing with an injury, of course. Giannis. We've got. De'Aaron Fox now with the broken finger, John Morant with the hand on it. And then, of course, Kawhi. I mean, it comes out just, just a little bit ago, the, the torn meniscus now, all of this. And I'm seeing the response uh, around social media, around the, you know, the Twitter sphere has mm -hmm. been, see, this is proof load management doesn't work. Right. And I, is that the appropriate place that we should be, be landing <laughs> with all of this? Because like you said, the playoffs have been a blast so far. But yet we have seen some pretty high profile injuries. I mean, it, it, the list is just a who's who of, of stars in the playoffs. Um, the problem is, is like it's it, it's almost as if we cannot remember a time before load management injuries are injuries. I mean, this is it's professional sports. It is a job that entails your body at its physical peak. Uh, every single movement you make is a potential injury moment. I mean, think, we're just civilians uh, and getting out of bed in the morning is a risk we take every day. Just walking from the bed to the bathroom is like a, a thousand things could happen. So, yeah, like I I sort of straddle the fence when it comes to load management. I think that there is a happy medium that we should probably strive for. Um, I think sometimes the, the extreme end of that would be what the Clippers have done this season. Um, and then, of course, it ending the way it had 
is just like an argument for don't do this, right? I mean, they sat those guys so much. We barely got to see PG and Kawhi play together. It, it's, um, it's a robbery for those of us who love watching basketball. But at the same time, I think, yeah, of course, there's logic in resting the human body and allowing them to sort of recoup and maybe not go 100 miles per hour during the course of the entire regular season. I think the hardest part for the league from here on out is to try to figure out what is the happy medium and how do you enforce it? That's really where the struggle is, is enforcing it. Uh, and, and I don't envy those guys in the front office having to figure that one out because right now teams are sort of allowed to do as they wish. Um, and what we're seeing is unfortunately it didn't really pan out. I think, especially in the case of the Clippers, how they thought it would. And certainly, you know, Lakers fans weren't saddened to see to see the Clippers bounced out of, of the yeah. playoffs. We saw that that reaction was was certainly out there. But no, I don't think anybody wants to see teams go down due to injury, though. Right. And that's you know, unfortunately what we've seen here in, in the first round. But nonetheless, as you said, it's been an exciting playoff so far. There's been a lot of I, I, I always enjoy the chess match between uh. teams, right? The the adjustments, the adjustments to the adjustments back and forth and back and forth. And I guess as we get into Lakers, let, let's start there because Darvin Ham has been a coach that's been under fire. And I say, you know what, a lot of fan bases don't necessarily like their coach. Or as soon as mm. anything goes wrong, they the finger gets pointed at the coach. And so Darvin Ham has caught a little bit of flack this year. And there were some questions going into the series about how he would match up with Taylor Jenkins for the Grizzlies and are the Lakers at a disadvantage there. What have you what have you seen from this series in terms of the adjustments that both sides have have made? You know, I think, uh, well, first of all, I, I think Darvin Ham is awesome. And I think he is um, loved by so many. And, and I, but I also understand what the perspective of a fan base is. You know, I'm in a weird predicament with the Spurs because it's, you barely ever hear anyone say a negative word about pop yeah. unless it has to do with comments he's made about politics. <laughs> and then, I, you know, living in Texas, you're like, oh, here we go. But it's, it's with Darvin, you know, he, he stepped into a situation pre-trade deadline that was one thing. And then the deadline happens and is for as much crap as I've given the Lakers and all of us had given the Lakers uh, for the first half of this season, it's a 180 and it has been an absolutely different ball game to watch. And I feel like, you know, with Darvin Ham or any coach in that position, if you have LeBron, I think you're fine. It, as we all know, like LeBron on your side, you're going to be okay. And I think he's done a, an amazing job. I think what's been the most fascinating to watch so far in the series is it doesn't have to just be LeBron. It can be, and it certainly will be when he wants it to. And when you have a guy like Dylan Brooks shooting his mouth off, um, it makes it that much easier for LeBron to step up and crush and remind everybody. But it's it's been the other guys that have have stepped in and, and made this a point of honor and integrity and just, hey, we might have this number before us as a seating, but that's not who we are and it's not how we plan to go out. It's I'm as much as I hate it. Uh, it's, it's been kind of crazy to watch. And unfortunately on the other side of things for Memphis, they've kind of proven to a lot of the naysayers, what we thought would happen, whether it's an immaturity problem, whether it's a lack of leadership on the court problem, whether it's, you know, no Steven Adams, no Brandon Clark, um, Dylan Brooks, again, doing what he does and sort of instigating when you didn't need to, it's just, it's a, it's a perfect formula for the Lakers to advance and for the Memphis Grizzlies being the higher, higher seed to be disappointing. Yeah. And I think that we've seen, um, we've seen the Lakers make some, some great moves in terms of, of what they've done to counter what Memphis has been doing. But a lot of it does also come down to perhaps a lack of maturity. I was, I was doing a show in, in Memphis yesterday and oh. that, that was the big talking point was how immature is this team? I mean, when Dylan Brooks did what he did, I mean, calling LeBron old and and all of this stuff, even before the series, talking about how great it was going to be to eliminate LeBron and, and all this kind of stuff. Like, 
is is that what it what it comes down to? Is that immaturity? Is that you know, Dylan Brooks says I like to poke the bear? People who poke bears typically don't survive very long. No. What, what, <laughs> what were what were your thoughts on on that whole situation? Was that just a, a facepalm moment where you go, oh no, don't? That's the wrong guy to do that to. Or or what was your takeaway? So it's it's twofold for me, right? Because on the one hand, and this is pre shutting down his social media. Cause now I'm just, I'm, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm so disappointed. I love a villain and I love a guy who embraces the heel role. As anybody has ever watched wrestling or watch any comic book, anything, the heel, the villain is the best part. Like it's the best role in every single thing, but you have to embrace it and love it and double down. So for me, I was always like, yes, we need a Dylan Brooks in the league. We need that guy that sort of instigates and pokes along the way because he'd done it all season long. This was no different than what he had done prior to almost every single game during the regular season, depending on how big a star was on the other side of the court. So doing it again in the playoffs in the first round, it just so happened to be arguably one of the best players of all time <laughs> that he decided to poke. He could have poked Austin Reeves. He could have poked anybody else, but he went after the big dog. And I remember thinking to myself, God, as much as I love the idea of a Dylan Brooks, this was not the dude. Because as we all know, LeBron hears, sees, and, and loves to just sort of use all of these things. He remembers these things forever. And he didn't even have to have the benefit of a good memory in this case. It was five minutes before. So, yeah, it's like I love the idea that Dylan Brooks wants to be the guy, or at least I thought he wanted to be that guy. It turns out he doesn't. He can't handle it. Um, but he, it had the exact effect I think most of us thought it would. It, it's You don't poke LeBron James. And you don't call a dude old. I mean, good Lord, as a woman <laughs> in this world – don't say old because that's just like that's going to make him do everything he possibly can to remind you of who he is. And here we are. Here we yeah. are on the brink of elimination. Grizzlies. Good job. <laughs> It was, it was, I mean, not surprising because it is Dylan Brooks and it's what he does, but I agree. I was disappointed that it suddenly became two games in a row of, no, I'm not talking to the media now. I'm not doing any of this stuff. Like you got to lean into it. You can't just, just turn tail and run as soon as things don't go your way. And that's unfortunately what we've seen here. Uh, but look, coming into, into game five tonight here, what, what are you expecting out of this one? Right now, most of the betting lines have the Grizzlies as the favorite. In terms of the context around this game, what do you what do you think is going to happen? I don't feel good one? about it. I don't. As far as the Grizzlies are concerned, I, I just we've seen LeBron James throughout the course of his career uh, just take things into his own hands and do what he needs to do, and and he we've seen him take all levels of teammates and teams, and and as you know, I remember they used to say they dragging a team of corpses with him into a championship, like things like that. These are all phrases that have been used to describe what LeBron James is capable of doing in any given series. And I, I really, I would not call this a team of corpses. I think he's actually in a pretty good spot here. Um, I don't feel good for the Grizzlies. I, I feel like this was a fun regular season. It was a season for Memphis that started out with, I think one of the feel good stories. And then, it just unraveled and it was all self-inflicted with the exception of injuries, which they cannot help. Right. Everything else has been self-inflicted as to why we sort of all sit back now and look at this Memphis Grizzlies team as, man, what could have been, this, this could have been fun and this could have been great. And we would, and we were rooting for you. Uh, and, and then you did dumb stuff. <laughs> and now we're just sort of like, I hope they figure it out. I think Taylor Jenkins has his work cut out for him because you're dealing with, you know, a group of really young guys and a superstar in John Morant, but a guy that, he knows and everyone around him knows has a lot of growing up to do um, as far as being a leader in this league and, and 
putting his best foot forward and sort of being the face of that franchise. So yeah, for me, I think the Lakers, um, they have experience. They have Anthony Davis. They have LeBron James. They have, I think, the momentum going into this. They have a, a team on the other side that I think their confidence has been shattered, starting with Dylan Brooks. And yeah, I think it's done. I mean, I think, and it's just crazy how it's worked out because now they'll face, you know, the winner, winner of Warriors Kings. It's, it's, we went from a year in which the Lakers were like, I said they weren't going to make the playoffs to my God, are they, is the road paved to at least the Western conference finals? Cause it certainly feels like it now. I mean, it's been a major shift, a complete 180 since the trade deadline. It's been, and I've been really approaching this as though it's two different teams. You've got the yeah. pre-trade deadline Lakers and then it's a brand new team post-trade deadline. It's been an incredible turnaround. Now, Russell Westbrook is a, is a polarizing topic, um, but the knee-jerk reaction has been, see, all, all they needed was to get rid of, of Russ. Mm. Is that is that fair? I find myself becoming more and more sympathetic towards, towards Russ the more I see things push in that direction. I do too. I, I you know, truth be told, I'm a, I'm a Westbrook fan. He's been one of the players in the league, at least the last several years, where I, I, I was like, I'd pay money you know, to watch a guy like Russell Westbrook. Um, I think he was unfairly scapegoated. But I also get it. I mean, we all get how that works. I, If you look back, and I think in time, people will be able to do that probably with clearer minds. And even now, given the turnaround that the Lakers have had, I think the animosity or the anger or the frustration has subsided because of where they are now. Um, that hopefully you can look back and think this, this wasn't a Russell Westbrook situation. That being said, there are just simple formulas. Sometimes it just doesn't work. It's like any relationship in human nature. Sometimes on paper, it's a great idea, or it looks like this should work, or these are superstars. And we've seen it time and time again, possibly in the Mavericks, this could be the latest example of putting together two juggernaut superstars and it, it may just not work. And I think that's what we have with Russell Westbrook because then he goes across the hall and he was not, he was, he was one of the stronger parts of what that Clippers team was able to do so much so that I found myself watching the end of the game last night and I had to change the channel because it was depressing. <laughs> like I, they'd show shots of him on the bench and granted he didn't have a great game last night, but he had, he was good this series. And just to think from his perspective, and we know how competitive a dude he is, how fiercely competitive he found himself in this Clippers locker room with a chance to actually make some damage and do something. And then your two stars are hurt. And so it's, it's back to nothing. It's a fizzle. So I don't think Russell Westbrook was ever the whole problem. I think it was just a very big combination of problems mm -hmm. and everything sort of sorted itself out for the better, uh, including his situation. Yeah. I think it really did work out uh, for the best for all parties. <laughs> Obviously Russell Westbrook would like to move on in the playoffs, but, uh, but he was able to show himself, uh, show him uh, his stuff here in the postseason, which has been fantastic to see. He I thought, played very, very well. And that's going to matter for him heading into free agency. And then the Lakers have improved tremendously yeah. with, with the roster that they've got. I mean, complete <laughs> turnaround going to suddenly the best record in the Western Conference since uh, the trade deadline, which is killing me, phenomenal. Trevor. You're killing me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what good? What about? I mean, it, look, we spent. I, I called it last season. I called last season the most miserable season in Lakers mm. history. It, it was. It was absolutely brutal. We were. We were down in the dumps. That felt like we were okay going through this again this season. It was rough, and then things have turned around. And obviously. Right. For the people who are rooting against the Lakers, it, it, they were having a lot of fun over the last year, year and a half. But things have turned around a lot. Has anything surprised you about what you've seen from this team post trade deadline and now into into the postseason beyond just just the turnaround? Anything specific that has popped out that you think, man, I, I wasn't expecting this 
yeah. from, from these Lakers. Yeah, I think the emergence of, of Austin Reeves as just a, a certified, dependable, go-to dude. I, I mean, look, when you have a guy like LeBron James who has the utmost trust, and I don't know that because it's not like I'm talking. You see it on the court. Like if it comes down to a shot and LeBron James gets rid of the ball to Austin Reeves, that right there is the most telling example of sort of where this guy started and where he is now. And it has been, it's just been crazy. To, I mean, I still find myself like during the course of a game, I'm sure I'll do it again multiple times tonight. I'm living in a world in which Austin Reeves is the go-to guy in moments where an Anthony Davis and a LeBron James are on the floor. That is crazy. And if I think that, I can't imagine the surreal moments Austin Reeves must have before he goes to sleep at night, just like, what does my world become? It's awesome. He's going to get paid, whether it's there or somewhere else. It's just, it has been fun to watch. Um, and look, and with any team, especially, this is a lot of young, this is a lot of youth, to have a LeBron James have trust in you, because we know too, if he doesn't trust you, then that's sort of how the beginning and all of last season felt, right? Like LeBron was out. It felt like he was out. He didn't like the team. He didn't like what they were doing. And once that happens and you lose him, you're, you're sort of dead in the water. And right now it looks like they enjoy playing with each other out on that court. They trust each other on the court. It's huge. And, and I think it, it goes miles to, to seeing how far they can get in these playoffs because of that. Where, where LeBron James is mentally, as far as how he trusts the team, I think that's as far as the team goes. And right now they're in a, a great spot. And it hurts me to say it all out loud. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, man, I was wrong, but I think a lot of us were wrong. Who could have seen the deadline being so vital? It, exactly. it was changing, changed everything. Exactly. I mean, we didn't, that was the big question going in was, oh my gosh, and they have taken the Miles Turner and Buddy Heald deal right before <laughs> media day. That was, that was there for them. Why didn't they do that? And then, okay, this is a gamble that they're going to find something comparable during the, during the season. And we weren't sure if it was going to happen. And then lo and behold, here we are, uh, you know, <laughs> Michelle, I, I guess say you were, you were talking there and you said, Austin Reeves, he's going to get paid whether it's here or somewhere else. I can only imagine you know, Lakers fans that were, that were watching in that moment, the facial reaction when you said, or somewhere else, uh, it, it must have been significant because that is a concern right now. Is there yeah. any way the Lakers can actually let this guy get away, particularly in the wake of the Alex Caruso? What, what is seen right? among Lakers nation as a tragedy? What happened with, with Alex Caruso? Is there any chance... They actually let this guy walk away, Austin Reeves. I, I mean, look, it's it's only going to come down to money, and and I know I've I've talked with. I think I was when we were in LA last with Shams and Chandler and Eddie over at FanDuel. We were like, how much money or how much of a discount would you be willing to take if it does come down to that, which it probably will, right? And it's you know five million dollars. We all know Austin Reeves is in a great situation. He seems to genuinely love and and relish. I mean, look, who doesn't want to be a Laker? There are maybe three to four teams in this league that if you were just dropped on earth and told pick one, that's one of them. And Lakers is obviously iconic. So it's hard to think that you can chase the money, but you'll go to a lesser team with a lesser situation, but nobody would fault him. Right. I mean, you have one shot at this, get every penny you can. I would like to think that they, they keep him, they figure out a way to, to manipulate the numbers. You know, there's, there's always a way is what I like to say, even though there's not always a way, but in this particular case, because of the Alex Caruso, it's so fresh. Uh, by the way, it just feels fun. White guy, white guy. Can't get, can't lose another <laughs> white guy, guys. We can't, we can't do that, that road again. Um, I would like to think they keep him there uh, because I don't know that necessarily Austin Reeves would shine as brightly were he to go somewhere else. And I think a lot of teams are facing that, you know, the Warriors are going to have the same situation with their stars. So it's, 
it's crazy to think about, but I, for me personally, as much as it hurts me to say, I kind of hope he stays there because it looks like he's having a blast. And, and if you could take a little bit of a discount and make it work, try it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm obviously going to agree with that, but it uh, it's going to be an interesting off season for sure. Hopefully it's an off season that doesn't start until after <laughs> the Lakers win the last game in June. Uh, we will see. If, but the, but to even be able to, to say that at this point, that maybe, and obviously it's a, I still would not paint them as a championship favorite or anything like that, but it, it just shows how big and how incredible this turnaround has been uh, since the trade deadline, that that's even something that is remotely possible. Um, absolutely amazing stuff. But Michelle, thank you so much for, for coming on here and talking. I know, I know it's Lakers, but thank you for coming on no, here and talking a, a little bit of Lakers basketball. Well, I, I hope Dylan it. Brooks is paying attention. You can be a jerk like I am. And still face the music, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> so be, be a bigger man. <laughs> well, hopefully it wasn't too too painful for you no. to come on here and talk, and talk Lakers. But we've got a big one tonight. Game five, Lakers-Grizzlies. We'll see if the Lakers can get themselves a little bit of rest by taking care of business in game five. Or we're coming back to L.A. for game six. Lakers Nation, make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. Go check out the Lakers Nation podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe.